Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Good Thursday morning to you here at 6 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeart Radio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour. Dorian has Florida under a state of emergency. More in one minute. About to make history of all the wrong kind. We'll give you the very latest on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio 93.1. 26 Florida counties are under a state of emergency. Governor Ron DeSantis issuing that declaration with the approach of Dorian expected to make landfall as a major hurricane toward the end of Labor Day weekend. But forecasters still are not sure exactly where the storm will head. The forecast track would take the storm towards the east coast of the central Florida peninsula, but there is enough spread in the computer models all the way from the southern Florida peninsula up to Georgia that everybody in that area is still on the hook for Dorian. Jack Bevan at the National Hurricane Center. When Dorian does hit the coast somewhere from Florida to Georgia, it is expected to be a Category 3 hurricane. That means winds anywhere from 111 to 129 miles per hour. We'll have an AccuWeather meteorologist on with us live to analyze the latest thinking on Dorian right after the news. Stay with us for that. But as of 5 a.m., Hurricane Dorian was about 425 miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving northwest at 13 miles an hour with top winds of 85 miles an hour. By the way, Puerto Rico was spared a direct hit by Hurricane Dorian. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. With the approach of Dorian, Florida's price-gouging hotline for consumers is activated. Attorney General Ashley Moody. If you spot an organization or an individual jacking up prices during a declared state of emergency, let us know. You can report price gouging by calling 866-9-NO-SCAM or by downloading the new reporting app, No Scam. FEMA is urging residents to get their hurricane prep kits ready. Those kits should include a gallon of water per person per day for at least three days, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare food, and a weather radio. You can see the full list at FEMA.gov. And you might want to include in your prep a blood donation. One Blood's Pat Michaels says a blood supply must be sustained during and immediately following the storm. Anybody who has O negative or O positive blood types are especially needed. But Michael says all blood types are welcome. To find the Big Red Bus or donor center nearest you, go to oneblood.org and enter your zip code. It only takes 45 minutes to donate and you get a free mini physical with your blood pressure and cholesterol numbers. I'm Larry Spillman. Power companies across the state are preparing for Hurricane Dorian's arrival. 
Pavita Prasad of Duke Energy urges special needs customers to prepare now in case the power goes out for days. If you or a family member are dependent upon energy for medical equipment, we want to make sure that you're planning ahead of time, that you either have backup generation, such as a generator, or you've made plans to evacuate or to find a shelter that is ready for your needs. Prasad tells Tampa's News Channel 8 crews are out now checking power poles, lines, and equipment at substations. Florida State is scheduled to open its college football season against Boise State Saturday in Jacksonville. But that game could be moved or canceled due to Hurricane Dorian. A decision is expected today. Tonight, UCF opens up its season hosting Florida A&M. WFLA news time is 6.05. Toyota recalls 191,000 cars due to defective airbags. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. TM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio 93.1. Good morning, Orlando. Buttheading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. And, of course... We will have Operation Stormwatch updates all morning long, beginning with a live conversation with one of our fine AccuWeather uh, meteorologists moments from now, right after a short break. Alan, how far we have come (laughs) in a direction we don't want to go so fast. I mean, we were just looking a day or so ago at, okay, this thing may have us in its sights, Dorian, but it'll be a tropical storm all the way, maybe a borderline Cat 1 if and when it hits the central Florida area uh, coming in off the Atlantic. And then there are those charts showing the escape hatch for it to run maybe all the way up the coast and never hit here, possibly strike Georgia or South Carolina. How things have changed. Yeah, it changed uh, really right after our show yesterday with the 11 a.m. advisory from the National Hurricane Center. All of a sudden, the track moved south again, showing uh, the hurricane uh, right over central Florida by the end of uh, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. We will talk about it from all angles all morning long. We'll thread other important news uh, throughout the show, and we'll have conversation as well. We are definitely interested in hearing from you about what preparations you are making and uh, what you're seeing out there in central Florida in, you know, in terms of store shelves being cleaned out. Has anybody got generators? We already have a texter who's weighed in on that question being asked by many. And also, we're interested to know what is your threshold for staying in your home through this storm or for evacuating? What is it? A cat two, cat three, cat four? God forbid more than that. Four zero seven nine one six fifty four hundred. We will give priority to our callers so we don't keep you on the line too long. So if you want to call, uh, you will be heard right after the AccuWeather update in a moment on Dorian. 407-916-5400. Our texters always welcome at 23680. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, including the latest on Hurricane Dorian. Just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando, it is 608. 
One of our many Dorian-related um, headlines for you right now. School districts are putting together plans to prepare for Hurricane Dorian. Orange County school officials say they are in communication with the National Weather Service and local emergency management officials. Parents and students are advised to visit the district's Twitter and Facebook pages for the latest. Also, UCF police say students should prepare but not panic and can follow UCF alerts on the storm to get the very latest. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Right now, Alan and I are joined by AccuWeather meteorologist Dan Panowski for the latest on Hurricane Dorian. Hey, good morning, Dan. Well, good morning. Hey, what's the latest on Hurricane Dorian? Well, the latest information we have, Dorian starting to pull away from Puerto Rico in the Virgin Islands. Uh, sustained winds, 85 miles per hour right now at the latest advisory, so that makes it a Category 1 on the Saffir-Simpson scale. And continuing to track off, the, off to the northwest at around 13 miles per hour. Uh, it's uh, going to pass to the east of the Bahamas here over the next day or two into an area of very warm waters. Uh, some wind shear and dry air in its path right now, which is keeping Dorian from uh, really intensifying. But I think uh, once we get beyond the next 18 to 24 hours, that's when the window really opens up for Dorian to perhaps intensify a little more quickly than it has been thus far. Is there any way we get off the hook or is this thing coming into Central Florida, period? Uh, well, I, I think it's going to get close enough that that we're going to feel impact. So uh, I, I think it's going to be tough for us to get off the hook here. Uh, whether it totally makes landfall and then moves westward across the peninsula or approaches the east coast and then tries to make more of a northward turn, those are probably two of the two most likely possibilities at this point. Uh, but it's hard to see how this thing turns to the north and northeast quickly enough to just totally miss miss off to the right and, and pass out to sea. Dan, uh, Dan Panowski with uh, AccuWeather. Uh, Dan, how strong will Dorian be when it hit, makes landfall? And when would that be in your estimation? Uh, yeah, cer certainly the, uh, the the possibility of landfall. It looks like the, uh, on the latest uh, forecast information we have, it might actually be slowing down as it approaches the Florida Peninsula. So over the next 48 hours or so, I, m I think it moves off to the northwest pretty steadily, then it may slow down over the weekend. Uh, so a potential landfall uh, may not be till, till uh, the first half of the day, uh, perhaps on Monday morning. Uh, as far as intensity goes, by that time, uh, it's possible we could be looking at a major hurricane, a Category 3 on, on the Saffir-Simpson scale, uh, as it approaches the East Coast again. Uh, over the weekend, it's going to be going through uh, an area of very warm waters off to the north of the Bahamas. And, of course, that's a concern that could help Dorian to intensify uh, pretty rapidly, especially once we get uh, into Saturday and Sunday. Give us the numbers in terms of sustained winds if it's a Cat 3. Uh, yeah, if it's a Category 3, then it could have sustained winds uh, at least as high as 125 miles per hour, uh, and that would be obviously around the center in, in, in the eye wall. Uh, so that's what we would be looking at, and, and then that could scale up even, even a little higher until you got to Category 4. So uh, obviously uh, that would be uh, pretty significant. Yeah, we'd be looking at catastrophic damage at that point. 
uh, certainly you would be looking at very uh, significant damage uh, in and around the eye wall, especially on uh, to the north side of the eye wall where the wind would be out of the east and coming in off the water. And of course, you would be talking, uh, depending on the exact track of the storm, whether it tries to move westward across the peninsula or make uh, more of a turn northward or northwestward, uh, these hurricane force, at least hurricane force wind gusts could carry well inland. And then, of course, you're talking about the potential for heavy rainfall uh, causing flooding as well. Yeah, before we let you go, I am reading, and it's being posted on some prominent media websites, that uh, weather experts at the Hurricane Center are looking at this and thinking there is actually potential for it to wind up stronger than Cat 3, that it could wind up a Cat 4. What is, what's your thinking on that, considering how this storm and its projected strength has changed so much in just 24 hours, Dan? Uh, yeah, intensity and, and especially rapid intensification with tropical systems, uh, tropical storms and hurricanes is almost always one of the hardest things to predict. Uh, so you look at it right now uh, on the satellite imagery, it looks a little ragged. There's a little shear. There's a little dry air. But it, it looks like, uh, again, once it gets through that, the waters are, are well well above 80 degrees to the north of the Bahamas. So if that shear relaxes and, and some of that dry air abates and it moves through, an area where, where the water temperatures are in the lower to middle 80s, that's all the ingredients for a possible rapid in intensification event. Now, will it happen? It's hard to say. Uh, tropical systems can be very fickle, even when all the conditions look like they're conducive for rapid strengthening. But uh, is a Category 4 off the table at this point? Uh, certainly not, given given the warm water temperatures out ahead of the path of Dorian. That's AccuWeather meteorologist Dan Panowski. Dan, thanks for joining us with that update on her Hurricane Dorian, and we'll be checking with you guys a little later on on Good Morning Orlando. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Boy, that's frightening when you hear that. But uh, he's confirming that it's not out of the realm of possibility. We could be looking at a Category 4 here, and there's some analysis that we might have a one-third chance of it being a high-end Category 4. And then you're talking about something that's never happened here before. And to have a storm come right in off the Atlantic at us, Instead of just skirting along the East Coast where we're on the weak side of these things, Matthew's a good example of that a couple of years ago, is really unprecedented. There is no precedent for a storm coming into central Florida directly off the ocean this far north on the peninsula, and it right now has Orlando and the metro area right in its, in, in its crosshairs. And unless something changes, we're going to have a serious problem, no matter what. We will cover it all for you here on Operation Stormwatch on WFLA, as we have for years. I have one word to describe Dorian this morning, and that is scary. And I hope people are taking this very seriously. Yeah, we're not here to scare you, but we are here to inform you and to give you the information. And the information, I think you'll agree, is scary. And you heard it from one of our AccuWeather meteorologist experts, the best in the business, so our question to you is, not only what are you observing out there in terms of people, you know, lining up at gas stations, uh, cleaning off store shelves or whatever, if you have any information on that regard you want to impart, I would love to hear from you, 407-916-5400 or text us 23680. And also, what's your threshold for leaving? Category 3, Category 4, to stay, to go. Love to hear your take on that. Um, we'll talk a little bit about a something you might want to consider in that regard, whether or not you have a home that you should stay in or perhaps evacuate. And it has a lot to do 
with one of the worst hurricanes ever changing the building codes here. Stay tuned on that. We'll get to it right after we have an update um, on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Another Dorian headline for you right now. FEMA says it is prepared for what it expects to be a very dangerous storm. Officials at the federal agency monitoring the storm from Washington as the hurricane moves toward Florida's east coast. The Trump administration has been criticized for moving over $150 million from FEMA to address immigration. But a FEMA official says he does not expect the funding will be an issue. The money in the bank to deal with a storm like this is already there. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good Morning Orlando. Operation Stormwatch Edition here in advance of uh, the expected arrival over Labor Day weekend uh, on Monday in particular on the Florida Peninsula in Central Florida of this storm a Hurricane Dorian, they're now talking about it being a Cat 3 at 111 to 129 miles an hour sustained winds. Uh, the possibility with all the warm water out there and nothing to impede the storm that it could wind up being a Category 4, which is an absolutely frightening uh, prospect here. Um want to talk to you about um, whether or not it is it, you should stay or go, depending upon how strong this thing gets. And a deciding factor might be, consider whether or not the place you live was built after Hurricane Andrew in 1992 or before it, because Andrew, a Cat 5 in South Florida, changed the building codes here. And after Andrew, homes, roofs in particular, are a lot more sustainable in big storms, Alan, because there were mandates about putting braces in and the construction, et cetera. It makes a difference. Yeah, and I happen to be in a residence that was built before Hurricane Andrew. Yeah, and we can't tell you when it's time to stay, when it's time to go, but we can give you some uh, some well-worn tips. There may be some new information on here, but it's worth going over old ground. Let's turn it into uh, Yaffe and Melissa on some storm prep tips here. Yeah, some good tips for you as you prepare for this storm. One, please be sure to prepare a storm kit with basic essentials, water, food, cash, batteries, first aid kit, flashlights, insurance, paperwork, etc., uh, number two, uh, bring in patio furniture or objects that can be picked up by the wind. Flying debris causes the most damage. Also, you close your windows, your doors, turn your refrigerator and freezer to the coldest setting, and then keep them closed as much as possible. That way the food will last longer if we lose power for an extended period of time. Also, unplug all small appliances and electronics to be, uh, you know, to avoid being affected by possible lightning strikes as well. Yeah, and this is an important one. You might want to do it today. Fill your car's gas tank before the lines get really long and places start running out of fuel. Want to definitely do that. And now, Melissa, didn't you tell me you saw gas lines coming in? Yes, yes. It was about 20 people at 4 o'clock this morning filling up tanks and containers. So. Wow, not often you see gas lines at that time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I filled up yesterday and, you know, last night or yesterday evening. And there wasn't any lines, so I got pretty lucky. But I have a feeling you're going to start seeing a lot of lines pretty soon. Uh, next one, charge your cell phone and have battery backups available if possible. So you can buy battery backups for your cell phone. Probably a good idea to have that. Now, if you're like me and you have pets and you choose to leave your property, please take your pets with you or make proper arrangements for them because rescue crews cannot get in there and rescue your pets. And that's just inhumane. 
Also, keep it locked right here on WFLA Orlando and listen for local news and the latest updates. We'll be bringing them to you all day, all night, as we work our way into wall-to-wall programming. Correct, bud? Absolutely right. Operation Storm Watch, if it's wall-to-wall, we've been doing that since the three hurricanes of 2004. This is where you turn on WFLA, and we hope you will be with us as we uh, face down Dorian together. The heart of Governor DeSantis' emergency uh, declaration here says this. It's important for Floridians on the East Coast to monitor this storm closely. Every Florida resident, the governor says, should have seven days of supplies, including food, water, and medicine, and should have a plan in case of disaster. Texters are weighing in with their observations this morning. Alan? Yeah, we've got one person texting in saying people are definitely taking this one seriously, maybe because of Irma, Matthew, even Maria. Lines were pretty busy at the gas pumps, and Publix was putting out water as fast as they could sell it. A Cat 3 is my threshold, so I am watching. That's Tracy from Windermere. Uh, Another person uh, texts, how many times have we seen a storm turn into a Cat 5 when it gets over the heated waters? Crazy thing is my birthday Sunday. My wife's birthday is Monday, and she's pregnant and due. Oh, boy. God have mercy on us. Uh, Someone chimes in with another tip. Fill your bathtub with water so toilets can be used if water is lost. That is a great idea because if you can get water into the toilet, you know, and you get it out of a filled bathtub, doesn't have to be pure water at that point. It can sit there and be stagnant for three or four or five days. You know, I'm talking about drinking it, but you can run the toilet and your quality of life will be dramatically improved I can, if you're able to do that. I can identify with that. <laughs> okay. Alan, tell you what, let me turn it over to you for the bottom of the hour news update here and our Operation Storm Watch coverage of uh, the approach of uh, Hurricane Dorian will continue throughout the morning. But we've got some other stuff you've got to hear if you're on the Trump train, and that will be coming up shortly along with the Bloomberg Business Report. We'll have an update on Central Florida residents preparing for Dorian and uh, some safety advice from an expert concerning generators, those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 6.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. We are focused almost entirely, as are you, we're sure, on Hurricane Dorian. Let's get the latest. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. The current track from the National Hurricane Center has Dorian approaching the east coast of central Florida as a major hurricane by Sunday night. But the exact point of landfall is still uncertain, and the projected cone includes almost the entire state of Florida and southern Georgia. Storm preparations are underway across central Florida. In Polk County, residents, including Bo Farkas, spent yesterday filling sandbags. Our house, we have a lot of standing water right now near our garage. Um, we just moved, so we have a lot of stuff in our garage, so we might be sacking it up there. Other than that, maybe the front door. 26 Florida counties are under a state of emergency. Governor Ron DeSantis issuing that declaration yesterday. As of 5 a.m., Hurricane Dorian was about 425 miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving northwest at 13 miles an hour with top winds of 85 miles an hour. Puerto Rico was spared a direct hit. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. With Dorian likely to affect Florida, if you have a generator, make sure it's ready. Most people know you shouldn't run it close to the house because of carbon monoxide. Chris Kaiser, CEO of the Outdoor Power Institute, 
says people often end up poisoning themselves because they didn't get extension cords long enough to keep the generator away from the house. What oftentimes happens is, and this is where preparation is key, is you may not have extension cords. You've got the generator, you may have the fuel, and oh, my cords aren't long enough. And so you bring it closer or too close to the house or the property. Kaiser says in addition to long power cords approved for outdoor use, you should make sure you have plenty of fuel with no more than 10% ethanol and test run the generator. Do not plug the output into your house wiring. And if it's a portable generator, chain it up so crooks can't steal it. That's a good point, too. 15 feet away from the house and make sure the wind is blowing away from the house. That's what the experts say you need when it's a, a generator you are powering up. Fuel barges are in motion all around Florida as the state's maritime industry prepares for Hurricane Dorian. We're going to load up the storage facilities in the state to make sure that they're at uh, maximum amount. So uh, when a storm passes, uh, we're going to be at full tanks in order to respond in, uh, in an emergency. Rob Grun with Crowley Maritime says they coordinate their efforts with the state, the fuel industry, and even FEMA in order to maintain adequate supplies. Grun says it can be a stressful time for maritime workers who are often on the job and away from home despite the oncoming threat. WFLA News Time is 636. If you miss anything on Good Morning Orlando, check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio. Headlines now. Animal experts have advice for pet owners ahead of Hurricane Dorian and the chaos of a storm in its aftermath. Pets can sometimes get lost, so pet owners are advised to save their pet documents. Also, the Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando is offering to microchip your pet for free ahead of the storm. If you're interested, find out more at this website, PetAllianceOrlando.org. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio 93.1. Oh, I love the Looney Tunes theme, and could it be more perfect than for the Looney Left, the anti Trump obsessed media? Uh, and, and in this case, Exhibit A is Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC, hosts his own show, fairly lowly rated, I should say, at 10 o'clock at night, right after Rachel Maddow, and she feeds it off to him. You know how the anchors in primetime cable like to do that? They do that in Fox sometimes and some shows as well. Well, it's interesting. Two nights ago, Lawrence O'Donnell, who hates Trump, just hates him. He is the ultimate never-Trumper. And the end justifies the means with the left when it comes to Trump. They will say anything, they will do anything to compromise him with the end game, destroying his prospects of a second term and getting him out of office. Anything, anything they will do to accomplish that. And Lawrence O'Donnell proves the point here. Let me take you back to two nights. The story was that Deutsche Bank has some of Trump's tax returns. Don't know the specifics on it right now. And Lawrence O'Donnell is salivating and his left-wing sources are contacting him. And he decided to go with a very poorly sourced and apparently inaccurate story big time. And he announced it when Rachel Maddow, and you'll hear her here, um, dished it off to him. This is two nights ago. This single source close to Deutsche Bank has told me 
that the Trump, Donald Trump's loan documents there show that he has co-signers. That's how he was able to obtain those loans. And that the co-signers are Russian oligarchs. What? Really? That would explain, it seems to me, every kind word Donald Trump has ever said about Russia and Vladimir Putin, if true. And I stress the if true. Well, Rachel Maddow, that was her. She said, what? Really? I think she did a little higher than that, actually. I mean, she couldn't believe it. You see, the look on her face is unbelievable. Well, all of a sudden, it became very, very clear that that story was wrong, or at the very least, unverified. You don't go with a single source on a blockbuster story like that. And MSNBC, NBC, it's the parent of that, forced him to make a humiliating public retraction and apology on the air last night. And here it is. Last night on this show, I discussed information that wasn't ready for reporting. I repeated statements. A single source told me about the president's finances and loan documents with Deutsche Bank saying, if true, as I discussed the information, was simply not good enough. I did not go through the rigorous verification and standards process here at MSNBC before repeating what I heard from my source. Had it gone through that process, I would not have been permitted to report it. I should not have said it on air or posted it on Twitter. I was wrong to do so. This afternoon, attorneys for the president sent us a letter asserting the story is false. They also demanded a retraction. Tonight, we are retracting the story. We don't know whether the information is inaccurate, but the fact is we do know it wasn't ready for broadcast. And for that, I apologize. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham is right on the money saying this. This is one of the reasons that a majority of Americans have lost trust in the media. Instead of applying ethics and standards to their reporting, journalists and left-wing outlets have weaponized the media, using it to attack and harass people with little or no regard for the truth. Yaffe, he just could not resist. He has no standards, Lawrence O'Donnell. He is completely blinded, if he ever had any journalistic standards, by his hatred for Trump. He should be thrown off the air by MSNBC. You know, I was just thinking about this. Of course, it's another Russia thing. You know, that channel is obsessed with the Trump-Russia thing. They, they are going to try to bring that back any way they can. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, it's a fake news fiasco of the first magnitude there. If you want to react to what you just heard, 407-916-5400. If you have information on how things are going out there in advance of Hurricane Dorian that appears to be headed very much in our direction for the Labor Day weekend, you know, lines you're seeing, shortages, this and that. Places where people do have supplies of things like water and generators, 407-916-5400, text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Here's the latest Hurricane Dorian on track to hit Florida's east coast as a major Category 3 storm. Category 3 hurricanes have sustained winds between 111 and 129 miles an hour. The National Hurricane Center says the storm could make landfall in the wee hours of Monday on Labor Day. Now, experts hope to have a better forecast tomorrow or Saturday about exactly where the storm will hit. The hurricane could impact anywhere, they say, from Miami northward to southern Georgia. Right now, though, central Florida is in the bullseye, the center of the cone. 
The storm became a hurricane yesterday afternoon near the U.S. Virgin Islands. It mostly spared Puerto Rico. As of 5 o'clock this morning, Doring was about 425 miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving northwest at 13 miles an hour, with top winds now at 85 miles an hour. Stay tuned for further Operation Stormwatch updates and updates on our top stories at least every 10 minutes, as always, all morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. And good morning to you. Um, the Lawrence O'Donnell fake news fiasco and the apology on MSNBC has gotten the attention of one of our texters, right? Yes, I think they might be defending MSNBC, saying, mm-hmm. I think they were saying, see, we correct ourselves because we have a trustworthy process, so you should trust everything else we say. Really? Seriously? That sounded like they were backstepping and still we were, uh, we, we went with stuff that was uh, early and we didn't, I don't buy it's it. because of the lawyers got involved. That's what happened. Well, that's for sure. The White House lawyers, but also, I mean, it, it. I mean, it really does show that Trump derangement syndrome can completely blind somebody. Lawrence O'Donnell has a long history of being in the news business, but he is so blinded by his hatred for Trump that one source tells him that you know he was getting loans he couldn't get from anybody else from Russian oligarchs. It was too good. Had to go with it. It explains why Trump is so nice to Putin. And cozies up. We got to go with this. This is the blockbuster of blockbusters. But when it rocked Rachel Maddow back on her heels, he should have suspected maybe something isn't right here. Yeah, when she squealed out like that, when he said that first phrase, I thought, oh, no, this yeah. is going south quickly. Maddow was like, no, that's my thing to talk about, Russia. You can't take away my thing. No, what you can't you do that. Alan just checked in to get us up to date on everything Dorian related and all the news at 7 o'clock. But Alan, we've got a caller right now with the approach of the storm they say will be a major hurricane. All right. I uh, Frank in Maitland, you can't see the, the, the chart there, I don't it's think. It's not coming up on my screen, but I'll take your word for it that Frank in Maitland is on the phone. Good morning, Frank. Are you there? Have we got you, Frank? Frank, are you there? Anyway, he had an invitation for people to pray, five minutes at 5 a.m. for everybody to pray, I believe was the essence of it, because Melissa had screened the calls. Don't tell me that the phone system is going fluey. Are we in good shape here or not? All right, that's it. Sorry, Frank, we did the best to try to paraphrase what it was that you had to say. Um in the 7 o'clock hour, we want to have a conversation. We want you to join us right now on uh, what you're doing and what you're seeing in the way of storm preparations out there. Are people getting into panic mode? It appears some are, um, and, and, and hopefully everything will be just fine in that regard. We're not trying to scare anybody, but what they're telling us about this storm is scary enough. There will be in the 8 o'clock hour another AccuWeather meteorologist update here live, and that will be... And that will be important um, because we will then just have had the 8 o'clock advisory. But in the 7 o'clock hour, uh, we want to know what you're doing in the way of preparations, what you're seeing as you make your way about from one store to another, gas stations, et cetera, this morning. And, uh, and also, what is your cutoff point for evacuating? Is it Category 3? Is it Category 4? What is it? And let's have the conversation and how you're feeling about Dorian this morning. 407-916-5400. Get in early. We'll give priority to our callers. Texters, welcome at 23680. Where standard message and data rates apply. 
WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here in the Thursday edition of the show at the top of the 7 o'clock hour for our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now for you on News Radio 93.1, WFLA FM, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Hurricane Dorian still headed our way. More in one minute. And we'll have a conversation with you on Dorian on a host of angles next. Hope you'll stay with us on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio 93.1. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Hurricane Dorian is still targeting Florida, and Governor Ron DeSantis is declaring a state of emergency. Our message to the folks have just been. You know, what we always do during hurricane season, just have a plan, uh, be ready and listen. The governor's declaration covers 26 counties, and that includes Orange, Brevard, Lake, Osceola, Seminole, and Volusia. The latest track from the National Hurricane Center has Dorian approaching the east coast of central Florida early Monday morning as a major hurricane, possibly Category 3, which means winds of 111 to 129 miles an hour. The track has the hurricane over central Florida by early Tuesday morning, now, that could still change. The projected cone includes the entire state of Florida and southern Georgia. The 5 a.m. advisory located Dorian about 425 miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving northwest at 13 miles an hour with top winds of 85 miles an hour. Puerto Rico was spared. Uh, system tracked across St. Croix and St. Thomas and parts of the British Virgin Islands, a little bit to the east of Puerto Rico. So Puerto Rico escaped the worst of everything this time around. Jack Bevan at the National Hurricane Center. Yeah, we're all over the storm here with Operation Stormwatch coverage, including another live interview with an AccuWeather meteorologist just after the 8 o'clock advisory comes in. Lots to talk about here right after the news in our 7 o'clock hour, Alan. All right, bud. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. As Dorian approaches, Attorney General Ashley Moody is activating Florida's price-gouging hotline for consumers in multiple Florida counties. Individuals or organizations can't jack up the price of the product when people are trying to get emergency supplies. People need to be on the lookout for that. Moody says you can report gouging by calling 866-9-NO-SCAM or by downloading the new reporting app, No Scam. By the way, in his emergency declaration, Governor DeSantis urged every Florida resident to have seven days of supplies, including food, water, and medicine, and a plan in case of disaster. And as you prepare for Dorian, the folks at the blood bank urge you to make putting a don- uh, put making a donation on your to-do list. We have a couple of days before the storm impacts Florida. Sometimes a tropical storm or hurricane could shut us down and has done that in the past. Pat Michaels with One Blood says you can go to oneblood.org and enter your zip code to locate the Big Red Bus or donor center near you. Animal experts have advice for pet owners ahead of Hurricane Dorian. In the chaos of a storm and its aftermath, pets can sometimes get lost, so pet owners are advised to save their pet documents. Also, the Pet Alliance of Greater Orlando is offering to microchip your pet for free ahead of the storm. You can find out more about that at PetAllianceOrlando.org. And Hurricane Dorian could affect weekend football. Florida State's season opener against Boise State is set for Saturday night in Jacksonville, but that city's under a state of emergency because of the hurricane. 
As of last night, the game was still on, but FSU will provide an update this morning. UCF kicks off its season tonight at home facing Florida A&M. And a texter wanted us to make sure to mention that. And really, in terms of the weather in this storm, there is no reason not to go to the Knights game, uh, the opener here in Orlando. No, I we're mean, still a few days out from absolutely. major Absolutely. Don't problems. let that be the reason you don't show up to support our fantastic UCF Knights. WFLA News Time is 7.07. A Colorado couple fights off a bear in their home using their fists. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLAOrlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Operation Stormwatch continues, but heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Um, is it getting it all crazy out there on the roads, at the service stations, in uh, in supermarkets, etc.? What are you observing? What are you doing in the way of preparing? Are you planning on staying? Are you planning on going? Is there a strength threshold with Dorian that would cause you to either decide to stay or to evacuate? We'll talk about all of that, and we welcome your input as well. Priority to our phone callers so we don't keep you on the line very long. 407-916-5400. Texters welcome, as always. Text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. My first full-time job in broadcasting a long time ago was as the main weatherman up in Syracuse, New York. It was all about lake effect snow and all of that. But I kind of became a, you know, kind of an amateur student of hurricanes in hurricane history. And if this thing hits on Labor Day, it comes in conjunction with the landfall in Florida of the strongest storm ever to hit the United States and the difference in the impact it had, believe it or not, on human lives was just incredibly different back in 1935 versus now. It's hard to make you feel good about Dorian the way he looks now on the map and what the forecasters are saying, but be glad that you are alive in the technologically advanced age of 2019 versus the no-technology era of 1935 and the difference it made, I'll explain in a moment. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic is just two minutes away. 710 on Good Morning Orlando. Fresh Trump tweets just in on Hurricane Dorian. The president tweeting, Puerto Rico's in great shape with Hurricane Dorian taking a largely different route than anticipated. Thank you to FEMA, first responders and all, for working so hard and being so well prepared. A great result. The bad news, Florida, get ready. Storm building, and it will be big. Hurricane Dorian, he tweets, looks like it will be hitting Florida late on Sunday night. Be prepared, and please follow state and federal instructions. It will be a very big hurricane. Perhaps, the president tweets, one of the biggest. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. Traffic, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. What are you doing in the way of storm preps? And how strong does the storm have to be beside, before you decide to evacuate? And where would you go? Would you stay locally or would you get out of Dodge, get out of the state of Florida? If you are leaving the state, I would advise you leave sooner than later. We know how the interstates, 75 and 95, get tied up. Uh, here's a, a texter who says, I'm not on the coast. Don't have a cutoff point on how strong the storm is. It'll be a nightmare to get out of the state. 
And when you try to get back, you might not be able to get you to your home because of downed trees and power lines, which is one reason why a lot of people decide they're just going to hunker down and whatever the storm is, uh, they are going to ride it out in their homes. Uh, if you are along the coast, I'm sure there will be mandatory evacuations, although they have not yet been announced because we're not anticipating this storm actually arriving in Florida until the latter part of the Labor Day weekend. But boy, I got to tell you, sometimes I think we just, you know, we, we bemoan our lot and it's awful when you have to deal with one of these things, particularly on a holiday weekend. All right. We understand that. And we feel the same way because we may be doing wall to wall coverage for you under Operation Stormwatch here and we'll do whatever is required to be with you as long as it takes to make sure you have the very, very latest information on this storm as it rolls over Florida, which is the anticipated path through central Florida at this point toward the latter part of the Labor Day weekend. But you know what? Here in 2019, think of the blessings we have with the technology that have come out of the space age here, that we have all of the satellites, we have the radar look at all of this, all of the analysis. We have the the hurricane hunters that can fly in and out and analyze the storm at all altitudes and and, and, and sense the changes that are occurring and give us forecasts that can be, you know, reasonably accurate and sometimes right on the money. Not often they blow it completely with hurricanes right now. If this storm hits as a major hurricane this Monday, Labor Day 2019, it'll be an eerie confluence of events on the calendar because it will come on the anniversary of the great Labor Day hurricane. They had no names back then. The great Labor Day hurricane of 1935. Nobody had any idea it was coming except people out at sea. Communications were poor down there. Uh, there was telephones existed, of course, but you know, radio was still in its infancy. Television did not exist commercially. Think about this: no satellites, no radar, no information. A Category Five erupted and rolled over Isla Morada in the upper Florida Keys. There were hundreds of veterans of World War I who had found work under the Roosevelt administration's WPA program, and they were working on the railroad that ran down through the Keys to Key West, the old Flagler Railroad. 400-plus of them died, along with citizens of Isla Morada, even though it wasn't highly populated at that time. They were blindsided. They had no idea. It was a Category 5, 185-mile-an-hour sustained winds, they now believe. The lowest barometric pressure ever recorded in this part of the world. The strongest storm ever to hit the United States was Labor Day 1935. And hundreds died who would not have died in 2019, all because of our technology. Incredible. Yaffe, that storm was so strong, there was a train on the tracks that was stopped for the storm. It knocked over every car on the train except for the engine. That's the only wow. one the storm couldn't take down. People had no chance. And that's the way it was without warning that technology provides us today that we take for granted. Yeah, it's hard for us to imagine, but I'm thankful for it. I'm definitely thankful for the technology, no doubt. So it's incredible. I mean, in 1900, the worst disaster in the history of this country in terms of human life lost was the Galveston, Texas hurricane. Right. They think it was a Category 4. 8,000 people died. Most of them drowned in the surge. Think about that. 8,000 people died. We don't see anything like that today, and it is all about the technology that we have. And uh, we're happy to be a part of that. We're a great communication tool here on radio but we're relaying information 
you know, from satellites in space and experts analyzing radar and all of this, and uh, it's amazing. So there's no reason for a massive loss of human life, no matter how bad a hurricane is in this country. Generally speaking, people die when they make wrong decisions. What are your plans right now? If we have a Cat 3, and some are saying along the coast it could reach Cat 4 strength, do you stay? Do you go? From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Here's the latest on Dorian. The hurricane on track to hit Florida's east coast is a major Category 3 storm. Category 3 hurricanes have sustained winds between 111 and 129 miles an hour. The National Hurricane Center says the storm could make landfall on Monday on Labor Day. We will have an AccuWeather meteorologist live at 10 after 8 to analyze the latest 8 o'clock advisory uh, just after it has come in. You'll want to be here for that at 10 after 8. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. So, uh, Alan, what's that first text message? It says, please provide more uplifting stories about destructive events during a hurricane. <laughs> and what is that song we're hearing? That's Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. The Clash! Which is the question a lot of people, I think, are wrestling with this morning. If this is a Cat 3, with the strength we just, you know, we gave you the numbers... Uh, and there's some thinking that could even, with the warm waters, uh, get to a Category 4. Do you stay or do you leave your home? But I thought I, 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 thought I was doing something uplifting before when I, and I got everybody to appreciate how we get the warnings we never got years ago and how many countless lives are saved, as stressful as anticipating a major hurricane is. You may be misinterpreting this text, but I'm thinking... They heard your uplifting stories and are saying, please provide more uplifting stories about destructive events during a hurricane. Is that the way to look at it? No. I I feel it's sarcasm. I've worked this text line day in and day out. Yeah. Really? (laughs) That's sarcasm. All right. It was a nice try, though, Alan. Yeah, Make I, me feel better. I, I, I tried. Melissa, of course, shot us down. Thanks Vince, a lot. How you I could, do. You could talk about nuking a hurricane like we did the other day. That's, that yeah, seemed uplifting. That's all we need. Yeah, yeah we're all glow in the dark. No. <laughs> listen, we'll um, be dry, but. <laughs> listen, this is an important piece of information. After Hurricane Andrew strafed South Florida in 1992, they mandated improved building codes here braces in the roofing that didn't exist before. And homes in general can handle strong hurricanes better in Florida now than they could before. The cutoff is if your home was built after Andrew, that might be the deciding factor if this is a three or, God forbid, particularly on the coast, a four in you deciding, unless you have mandatory evacuations, and I guess you ultimately get the call on that yourself. They can't make you leave your home. But at any rate, um, that might be the deciding factor. Was your home built before or after Andrew hit in 1992? We're all going to Bud's house. <laughs> yep. He said his was built after. It yeah. was. Mine, it was. No. I right. rent. But Party of Bud's. Yeah, I rent. Mine's in the, I think, early 80s, so yeah. <laughs> what are they saying? What are folks saying about going and staying? What do you see? Uh, one person said, we will be riding out the hurricane in our home in Winter Haven. It was built in 1900. Said has withstood many hurricanes before, and we made it through Irma in it. Wow. How about that? So they had some kind of secret in 1900, apparently. And would have gone through the three hurricanes back in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in 2004. 
I guess with a track record like that, you know, <laughs> that thing must yeah. be a fortress. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of my friends are saying that the uh, Star Wars ride, that whole thing is backed up, but that the road out, empty. So we're good. Oh, right. well, <laughs> well, you know, they're opening Star Wars, uh, the yeah. attraction, the Galaxy's Edge today, and yeah. we have a sound judgment question for Disney on Ice tickets in the next half hour on that score. Ah, so. it's, it's open now. Yeah, it's open. The line started about 4.30 this morning, and it's been crazy. But as for getting out of town, the evacuation route, wide open. Interesting. Oh, Dorian. that's good to know. I'll see um, you all later. <laughs> Bye. Alan, what about it? Update in the uh, bottom of the hour on the storm, whatever else is going on. It's all yours. Central Florida prepares for Hurricane Dorian. And, by the way, a new attraction at Disney World open this hour. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere, just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 731. Good morning, Orlando. Bud Heading around Inspector Mike Yaffe and Melissa Fox until 9 o'clock. Right now, my co-host Alan Spector with the latest on a most unwelcome Labor Day guest named Dorian. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Central Florida residents are prepping for the possible arrival of Hurricane Dorian. Among them, a Florida transplant, Polk County resident Tim Bell. Being from... Northern New York, I've gone through many blizzards, ice storms, um, many things like that. So I'm just kind of saying uh, it's just a little different storm. Yeah, a little bit different. The current track from the National Hurricane Center has Dorian approaching the east coast of central Florida as a major hurricane by early Monday morning and possibly over central Florida by early Tuesday morning. But the exact point of landfall is still uncertain. The projected cone includes almost the entire state of Florida and southern Georgia. 26 Florida counties are under a state of emergency. Governor Ron DeSantis issuing that declaration yesterday. As of 5 a.m., Hurricane Dorian was about 425 miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving northwest at 13 miles an hour with top winds of 85 miles an hour. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. With Dorian on the way, now's a good time to test your generator if you've got one. Does it run? You've got to make sure the unit is operating. After the fact is no good, so you want to test it beforehand. Do you have fuel? Do you have fresh fuel and the right amount of fuel? Chris Kaiser, CEO of the Outdoor Power Equipment Institute, says that when you run the generator, be sure it is not in the house or near an air vent. You may need longer extension cords. If it's portable, chain it up so it doesn't get stolen. Do not use it when wet and do not plug it into a wall socket. Florida's maritime industry is working fast to move fuel, oil, and other petroleum products across the state ahead of the storm. Well, we'll coordinate with uh, all the other stakeholders that are involved in this logistics chain to make sure that we have the right uh, contingencies in place. Rob Groon from Crowley Maritime says they'll try to fill up all available storage tanks so that the fuel is ready for distribution once the storm passes. And a story that has nothing to do with Hurricane Dorian. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is officially open at Disney Hollywood Studios, and a huge crowd was lined up when the gates flung open at 6 this morning. We just heard from a texter in line at that time. He said... There was a 300-minute wait for the new ride Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. We get more from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. At a dedication ceremony, Disney Parks chairman Bob Chapek said the new land lets people live out their childhood fantasies. And every experience from visiting the cantina for a glass of blue milk to piloting the Millennium Falcon 
immerses you deeper into your very own Star Wars story. A second ride at Galaxy's Edge will open in December and work is already underway on a new Star Wars themed hotel. Disney is making upgrades at all four Orlando parks as it prepares for the Magic Kingdom's 50th anniversary in 2021. Rory O'Neill, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Did I hear you right? That's a five-hour wait for the Star Wars. Yeah, and we want to we want to thank our texter for listening to Good Morning Orlando on the iHeartRadio app, where you get a crystal clear signal anywhere on Earth. Good stuff. Elsewhere. I hope your appetite is ready. Boston Market is prepared to give away a literal ton of its delicious mac and cheese. And that's just for one person. It's part of the Rotisserie Rewards Program. Whoever reaches 10,000 points first wins. That means they will have spent $10,000 at Boston Market. The restaurant's CEO says if they want... A 2,000-pound serving of mac and cheese, it will be delivered in a one-ton freight. The winner can also choose to get regular side dish portions until they reach 2,000 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have to reach 2,000 pounds or the portions? Uh, You may reach 2,000 pounds, but the portions have to also reach one ton. Uh, Thanks for the clarification. Speaking of weighty food, we can now tell you that the world's heaviest grapefruit is found in Louisiana. The Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry presented a certificate on behalf of the Guinness Book of World Records to Mary Beth and Doug Meyer of Slidell on Tuesday. Weighing in at 7 pounds, 14 ounces, the grapefruit beat out the previous record-sized grapefruit, which had come from Brazil. That was the weight of our first daughter. This is a grapefruit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my jeez. Well, it's still a long ways from a 1,000-pound pumpkin that, you know, that, that sort of thing shows up right. all the time in the fall. Or the uh, ton of uh, Boston Market mac and cheese. And there's that, too. What kind of size juicer do you have to have for a grapefruit that big? Heavy-duty industrial juicer. Mm. Finally, a New Hampshire woman is fighting with that state to keep her personalized license plate. The license plate reads, now stay with me here. It <laughs> I'm reads, not sure I want to. The letter P, the letter B, the number four, and the words we go. In other words, P before we go. A little reminder as you're, you know, walking around the car. And Wendy Auger says she received a letter from the State Department of Motor Vehicles that she must surrender her 15-year-old plate because it is forbidden to use phrases involving bodily functions. The Rochester bartender posted to Facebook that she thinks it's a free speech matter, but the state has added that the rules changed due to a decision by the New Hampshire Supreme Court a few years ago. Auger said her appeal is not life or death, but she loves the plate and thinks talking about peeing is not offensive. It's just a letter. It doesn't have bodily functions. Just there pee, you go. It's just a I letter, think you know? This is heavy-handed government, you know? <laughs> this pee. is the live free or die state. Yeah. <sighs> They can't, they can't handle that? No. Wow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Also check out the Elsewhere podcast on iHeartRadio. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Yaffe, it looks like our storm coverage of Dorian is being taken to task by one of our texters. Well, we forgot one of the essentials, if you're going to prepare, 
says, I can't believe you are not giving the most important advice Floridians need. Please make sure you have a seven-day supply of liquor and cigarettes for you and at least one friend in need. Come on, Alan. You're the news guy. How come we don't have that? I don't know how that slipped by us. I'm not sure if we're going to have that um, at the station wow. when we're doing our coverage. But if we no, are, it should well, be interesting on the air. That just... actually is standard, that station, no matter whether there's a hurricane or not. <laughs> we always yeah, have If you're wondering why this show is a mess a lot of yeah. the times, that's why. <laughs> I want you to keep a keen eye, Melissa, on the text line right now for things we've missed here and things that people think we all need to weather the storm, anticipated to roll through here as a Cat 3 and hopefully no stronger at the tail end of the Labor Day weekend. I mean, is it going to be marijuana next? Because yeah, that's going to be legalized need soon. Our weed so. and beer and some toilet paper. <laughs> uh. Anything else we need, gang, that we're not thinking of? I know. 407-916-5400, text line 23680. What do you know? I want everyone, before the hurricane starts, to write down all the things you love about your spouse, significant other, or children, because it will be very hard to remember after 72 hours without power. <laughs> and you might not be feeling the same way. Right, right. <laughs> write a little list. There is a thought. And, I need to get out of here. And, That's what I need. And, and all, of the, <laughs> all of those relatives who don't give a flip about you the rest of the year, but figure, you know what? I think, you know, I think he's got the one house is going to stand through this thing. Let's go see him for the weekend. You know, you're right. <laughs> Write down all the things you love about him because you're going to need to remember when it gets really down to the nitty gritty. <laughs> Any other recommendations to weather the storm? Serious or fun and tongue in cheek? We got to keep our, our sense of humor and we'll go through this together as we always do on WFLA. If we go wall-to-wall with Operation Stormwatch coverage, of course, we'll want you to be a part of that. And uh, if that happens this weekend, we'll be here for you on the 50,000-watt front porch. Um, Sound Judgment, the opening of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge mega attraction down at Disney Hollywood Studios. Putting it in the spotlight. Great prize for our winner Eligible by company rules to play and win if you've not won Sound Judgment in a month. Four tickets to the Disney on Ice brand new production coming to Orlando in September. 407-916-5400. Sound Judgment contestants, get on the phones quickly before all the lines are jammed. 407-916-5400. Four tickets. Expensive item to Disney on Ice for you from us if you're a Sound Judgment winner. 407-916-5400. On the toll-free, 866-916-5400. Sound judgment after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining presidential politics right now. A couple of new polls give Joe Biden a big lead now over his rivals for the Democratic presidential nomination. A U.S. Today Suffolk University poll shows Biden at 32 percent. Elizabeth Warren is second at 14 percent. Biden gets 32% in a new Quinnipiac poll, followed by Warren at 19. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you on our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. More coverage of the approach of Hurricane Dorian coming right up, of course. But right now, let's just kind of see if we can relax for a moment, have some fun together, and find a winner 
in our sound judgment game, playing for a phenomenal prize, Melissa. That's right, Bud Man. Four tickets to Disney on Ice Road Trip Adventures. It's fun-filled getaway jam-packed with unexpected hijinks and up-close character interactions right here in our hometown. Disney on Ice is coming to the Amway Center September 6th through the 8th. Let's see who can win using their sound judgment. A wrong answer opens up a line. You could still win, but you got to be quick to grab it at 407-916-5400. So for our sound judgment game, we spotlight today's long-awaited grand opening of the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge attraction at Disney World. Disney spent a billion dollars on Galaxy's Edge, and they have a lot of ways to get the money back, including drink prices. Listen to some sound of a Disney video promoting Galaxy's Edge. Then use your sound judgment to tell me how much it's going to cost you at the Oga's Cantina at the Star Wars attraction if you want to buy a Yub Nub cocktail in a souvenir mug. Hint, I think this may be the most expensive cocktail ever. What's it cost? Jump into hyperspace across the Star Wars galaxy to Black Spire Outpost on the planet of Batu. A destination that offers a chance for you to live out your very own Star Wars story. Now from Disney's Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. All right, if you want to refresh yourself in the Star Wars attraction at Oga's Cantina and you want to buy a Yub Nub cocktail and a souvenir mug, how much is it going to cost you? How much is Mickey going to hit you for, line one? Two forty nine. No, it's more than that. Come on, open line, 407-916-5400. How many dollars for a yub-nub cocktail and a souvenir mug at the Star Wars attraction line two? $22. No, it's more than 22 Keep going. Open line, grab it. Line three, how much for a yub-nub? $30. More than $30, but you're closing in. As we say, I think it's the most expensive cocktail ever sold. Right now it's line four. How much for a yub-nub and a souvenir mug? Thirty-four ninety-five. Ah, you're closer than anybody, but it's more than that. Line toll free. Let's go to the toll free next. How much? How about thirty-five ninety-five? No, it's higher than that. Back to line one. How much for a yub nub and a souvenir mug? Forty-nine ninety-nine. Oh, you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Round it off to the nearest dollar. He says thirty-nine ninety-five. It is even more than that. Line two. How much for a yub nub? Forty dollars. Say it again. $40. No. No. Let's go to line three. How much for a Yub Nub and a souvenir mug? $48. No, it's less than $48. Let's go to line four. How much for a Yub Nub? 45 No, it's less than 45 We got it surrounded. Back to the toll free, playing for four free tickets to Disney on Ice. How much for a Yub Nub? $40. No, it's a little more than 40 less than 45 Line one, how much for a yub-nub? 40. No, we already heard 40. Got to listen closely. Line two, how much for a yub-nub? 42. Say it again. 42. We have a winner. Yep. It's a yub-nub and a souvenir mug. It's pineapple rum, spiced rum, citrus juices, and passion fruit. All served in a souvenir Endor mug. Oh, well, that makes it reasonable. 42 bucks. What do you think of that? I'm excited. Are you excited about going to Disney Ice? Disney on Ice? I sure am. Who's going with you? Um, my husband and my daughter and her boyfriend. Sounds like a great foursome, my dear. What's your first name? Jaina. Spell it. 
J-A-Y-N-A. Kana. Okay. Where are yes. you calling in from, Kana? Rockledge. Fantastic to have you with us here this morning on the Thursday edition Every of Good Morning. morning. We appreciate you listening. I'm glad you enjoy the show. I'm going to put you on hold with Melissa, okay? Thank you very much. Have fun at Disney on Ice. And uh, let's let's raise a yub-nub and a souvenir mug to Kana. How about that? 42 bucks. She finally got it. Yaffe, you said we'd be here a while, and indeed we were. Let's get to the, uh, uh, the next break. Uh, an update in two minutes here on uh, the storm, Operation Stormwatch. Everything you need to know, traffic and weather as well. Stay tuned. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. We're on Operation Stormwatch coverage of the approaching storm, Hurricane Dorian. Much to come on that. And for the ride home this afternoon, keep it right here on WFLA for Yaffe's show. Yeah, PM Orlando will do more storm coverage. Um, any breaking news, maybe the path will change. Maybe it won't. We'll cover it tonight, 5 to 6 p.m. You want a break from all of that? Stay into prime time. Melissa's got a show tonight. Yeah, 9 o'clock tonight. We're going to do the news thing for a whole hour on Connection. Some fun stuff to get you lighthearted and away from all the pressures of the hurricane preparation. Dorian will not be mentioned. No, 9 o'clock tonight, right here on WFL. I promise you, Dorian's about to be mentioned big time as I turn it over to my co-host, Alan Spector, for the 8 o'clock news. That hurricane still targeting Florida, bud. And be alert for price gougers. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. 8 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando. WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando. And W226BT, Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great looking Thursday morning, but what's to come? That'll be our focus this morning here at 8 o'clock as we bring you our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM AM 540 and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour Florida under a state of emergency for Dorian. More in. 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock advisory coming in here and a live report with an AccuWeather meteorologist right after the news. Stay tuned on Good Morning Orlando. Eight oh four on News Radio ninety three point one from News Radio ninety three point one WFLA. This is Operation Stormwatch. Twenty six Florida counties are under a state of emergency. Governor Ron DeSantis issuing that declaration with the approach of Dorian, expected to make landfall as a major hurricane toward the end of Labor Day weekend. But forecasters still aren't sure exactly where the storm will hit. The forecast track would take the storm towards the east coast of the central Florida peninsula, but there is enough spread in the computer models all the way from the southern Florida peninsula up to Georgia that everybody in that area is still on the hook for Dorian. Jack Bevan at the National Hurricane Center. When Dorian does hit the coast, somewhere from Florida to Georgia, 
It is expected to be a Category 3 hurricane. That means winds anywhere from 111 to 129 miles an hour. At last word, Hurricane Dorian was about 400 miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving northwest at 13 miles an hour. Currently, the top winds are 85 miles per hour. And out on the 8 a.m. advisory on Dorian has just come in. Our AccuWeather team of experts are analyzing it. We'll have a live report right after the news. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. With the approach of Dorian, Florida's price gouging hotline for consumers is activated. Attorney General Ashley Moody. If you spot an organization or an individual jacking up prices during a declared state of emergency, let us know. You can report price gouging by calling 866-9-NO-SCAM or by downloading the new reporting app, No Scam. FEMA is urging residents to get their hurricane prep kits ready. Those kits should include a gallon of water per person per day for at least three days, non-perishable, easy-to-prepare food, and a weather radio. You can see the full list at FEMA.gov. And you might want to include in your prep a blood donation. One Blood's Pat Michaels says a blood supply must be sustained during and immediately following the storm. Anybody who has O-negative O-positive blood types are especially needed. But Michael says all blood types are welcome. To find the Big Red Bus or Donor Center nearest you, go to oneblood.org and enter your zip code. It only takes 45 minutes to donate and you get a free mini physical with your blood pressure and cholesterol numbers. I'm Larry Spillman. Power companies across the state are preparing for Hurricane Dorian's arrival. Pavita Prasad of Duke Energy urges special needs customers to prepare now in case the power goes out for days. If you or a family member are dependent upon energy for medical equipment, we want to make sure that you're planning ahead of time, that you either have backup generation, such as a generator, or you've made plans to evacuate or to find a shelter that is ready for your needs. Prasad tells Tampa's News Channel 8 crews are out now checking power poles, lines, and equipment at substations. Florida State is scheduled to open its college football season against Boise State Saturday night in Jacksonville. But that game could be moved or canceled due to Hurricane Dorian. A decision is expected today. Tonight in Orlando, UCF opens up its season by hosting Florida A&M. WFLA News time is 8.07. A rhinoceros charges and flips over a zookeeper's car in Germany. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. You don't get to see too many airborne rhinos (laughs) right over the car huh no well he charges and flipped over the car i'm not saying oh he he, didn't flip over the car the the, car got flipped over rhino did not do a somersault over Uh, the car that's what i was hoping for what a letdown but i'll I'll still watch where do we get to see this online at wflaorlando.com where it's all spelled out very clearly as to what took place not with the rhinoceros now. and the zookeeper. Uh, I was really expecting a somersaulting rhino. Car yeah. flipped a rhino? Ac- acrobatics. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. He's rolling his eyes at us, all of us here right now. He said, how can I work with all these idiots? <laughs> I mean, I'm rolling my uh, I'm rolling my eyes at myself practically right now. So Yeah, thank you. Anyway. Saving me the trouble. All right. It's hard to get laughs when you cast your eyes out of the Caribbean and you understand what this storm is and what it can become for us. In a moment, though, let's get serious again, and we will bring on an AccuWeather meteorologist just analyzing the 
8 a.m. advisory from the National Hurricane Center on Hurricane Dorian. How strong is this thing going to be, and where is it going to hit? The very latest coming up. Don't miss it. And if you want to join the conversation, anything related to Dorian, we'll be talking about it uh, later in the half hour with you. We're getting great tips on the uh, text line beyond the standard things you hear of what you need to have uh, done in terms of storm preparation. If you've got something to say, call us at 407-916-5400. We'll put you on right after the AccuWeather update. Text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. We'll make it up to you, Alan. We'll be good and we'll listen and we'll get smarter. I'm not holding my breath. An update <laughs> of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.09. Headlines now. School districts are putting together plans to prepare for Hurricane Dorian in Orange County, for example. They say they're in communication with the National Weather Service and local emergency management officials. Parents and students are advised to visit the district's Twitter and Facebook pages for the latest. Also, UCF police say students should prepare but not panic, and they can follow UCF alerts to get the latest. Stay with us for updates on our top stories and Operation Storm Watch coverage of Dorian here throughout the show on Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio 93.1. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. And Good Morning Orlando and Points Beyond, we are about to get the latest on Dorian now. The 8 o'clock advisory is in. Uh, yes, the latest on uh, Hurricane Dorian, still looking at sustained winds of 85 miles per hour as the center continues to pull away northwestward uh, from the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. Worst of the storm is over in that area. Uh, we'll get some more data here later on this morning. Uh, uh, aircraft, uh, reconnaissance aircraft from the, the Hurricane Hunters uh, left a couple hours ago. It is en route to Dorian right now. Uh, right now it's over the southern Bahamas, so approaching the storm. So later on during the late morning and midday hours, we'll be getting a, a fresh round of data uh, from the from the Air Force, from the Hurricane Hunters. So we'll have a little more information, real-time information, from what's happening inside of Dorian then by, by midday. We're talking to Dan Panowski, AccuWeather meteorologist, about Hurricane Dorian. And uh, what are the prospects for Florida at this point? We're looking at the track, and it looks like it's going to be aiming at our area of central Florida, the Orlando area, Dan. Uh, yeah, certain, certainly Central Florida is, is on, it has to be on high alert, of course, as we always say, and it is true. Uh, if you're anywhere in that cone of uncertainty, stretching from South Florida all the way up through Georgia and Southern South Carolina, you have to be prepared uh, because, of course, we're talking about a four-, five-, six-day forecast. Things can certainly change, uh, and, and, of course, impacts can be felt well away from the center anyway. Uh, what we're looking at at this point over the next few days, Dorian should continue to move off to the northwest, passing east east of the Bahamas. It's going to move into an area of very warm waters, and that's why we're concerned about, especially once we get to tomorrow and through the weekend, this storm uh, could intensify pretty rapidly, and by Monday morning as it's approaching landfall somewhere on the Florida east coast, uh, we could be talking about a major hurricane, uh, Category 3 perhaps, on, on the Saffir-Simpson scale. And the winds in a hurricane Category 3 are what? One, uh, 111 uh, to 129, right? Yeah, that, that's exactly right, and we're thinking it would be a, a 
high end uh, three and uh, a four is not out of the question, wow. uh, which begins at 130 miles per hour. But either way, uh, whether you're a low four or a high three, uh, you're splitting hairs by five or ten miles per hour at this point. There'll be uh, very strong uh, winds within that eye wall uh, that we'll have to deal with. Help our listeners plan their Labor Day weekend here. When will this become a factor for us in Central Florida if things hold as they are now? Now, looking at the weekend, I, I think uh, tomorrow and then Saturday would be fine. And even Sunday in central Florida, uh, you know, in and around the Orlando area, Sunday, no problems. Uh, what's going to happen is uh, the center is going to, to slow down as it approaches the, the east coast of Florida. So even though it's moving off to the northwest at a pretty rapid rate right now, we'll see that slowing and forward motion. So we may not start to see some of the outer rain bands. and That may not even occur until Sunday. Sunday evening or Sunday night with the center potentially not making landfall until uh, Monday morning. And we look at the uh, the wind speed, obviously, with a Category 3 or 4 storm, but also we have to be aware of rainfall and flooding, right, Dan? That's exactly right, and, and, and that's especially the case because, as we've been discussing, as it approaches the coast and then once it comes into Florida, we expect that forward motion to slow. So, of course, whenever you have a tropical system, which is already dumping copious amounts of rain, uh, when, when its forward motion is slowing, then obviously you're going to get even more rain. So areas picking up in excess of, of 10-plus inches of rainfall, at least in, in some of the heavier bands, is certainly a possibility. So you're talking about not only... The concerns, of course, with wind damage, power outages, uh, trees and branches coming down. You're also worried about the flooding concern with heavy rain as, as the storm uh, slows its forward motion Monday into Tuesday. With the 8 o'clock advisory on Dorian Justin, thanks for the analysis and the forecasting here. AccuWeather meteorologist Dan Panowski, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir, very much. All right, you're very welcome. So tell me, what are you seeing out and about in terms of people scurrying to get prepared for the storm? Um, what are your plans at this point? Do you have tips to share with everybody else on things they might not be thinking of that they need in advance of a storm like Dorian? And what is your threshold? The point at which you decide, all right, that's it. We're not staying. We are going. We are evacuating. Is it Category 3? Is it Category 4? Or are you in for the duration no matter what? 407-916-5400 and the toll-free is two three six eight zero. Bob from St. Cloud has some tips on water that we'll hear in a moment if he can hang on the line. And we continue with an update on Orlando's news weather and traffic in only two minutes on this Operation Storm Watch edition of Good Morning Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. This is Operation Storm Watch. If you're just joining us, Hurricane Dorian is on track to hit Florida's east coast. Come right through the central Florida area unless the track changes. This would be at least as a major Category 3 storm with sustained winds between 111 and 129 miles an hour, really unlike anything we have seen here in living memory. And um, they are, um, they're expecting the landfall to occur sometime very late on Sunday night or early Monday morning on Labor Day. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Good morning, Orlando. We are in Operation Storm Watch mode here. Governor DeSantis has declared a state of emergency for this part of Florida, saying it is important for Floridians on the East Coast to monitor this storm closely. Every Florida resident should have seven days of supplies, including food, water, and medicine, 
and uh, should have a plan in case of disaster. We have lots of tips coming in on the um, on the text line, but I want to give priority to a patient caller out of St. Cloud. Good morning, Bob from Osceola County. You're on Good Morning Orlando. You've got a tip on water, right? Yeah, bud. Uh, what you can do is instead of chasing around those water bottles, go get uh, zip-top gallon freezer bags. Fill them with water. That's a gallon of water right there, and they're easy to store in a box. That's a good thought, my friend. How yeah, about you? Also, you also can go into your camping sections. They have seven-gallon water containers you can fill up right from your sink. So are you going to stay? Are you going to go? What are your thoughts? Uh, I built my house in 07. It's built like a bunker. So I built it to exceed Miami-Dade standards. I can handle 200-mile-an-hour winds. Yeah, we'll be right over. So Bob. I'm going to Bob's house. <laughs> going to Bob's. Road trip. Oh, I've got I've got 250 gallons of potable water stored and and in my pond 8 million gallons of water for flushing toilets. Man, you are the poster boy for storm prep. I love it, Bob. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. If your home was built after 1992, it's going to be post Hurricane Andrew standards. You're going to have braces in the roof that uh, you didn't have before and other enhancements as well that could be you know maybe a deciding factor on whether you stay or go was your house built 1992 pre-andrew or post-andrew makes a difference on the text line what's coming in here we had a lot of suggestions hurricane necessities a bag of charcoal for your grill in case you have no power also a basic coleman camp stove you know the propane tank type Um, that's super helpful haven't heard anyone say anything about that that's what our texter said also, it sounds minor, and it's another text, but make sure your laundry's done before the storm comes in because you never know when you'll be able to run that washing machine again. And the kind of thing you never would think of, particularly. No. Yaffe, you've yeah. got some other pretty standard tips that bear reminding folks, I think, here. Yes. Uh, one tip is please be sure to prepare a storm kit with basic essentials, water, food, cash, batteries, first aid kit, Flashlights, insurance paperwork. That's one people forget about, but insurance paperwork is good. Uh, another one, bring in patio furniture or objects that can be picked up by the wind. Flying debris causes the most damage. Also, make sure to close windows and doors. There you go. Let's go to the phone, shall we? Chad, you're in Oviedo. You had a cruise book this weekend out of what, Port Canaveral? All the cruise ships right now are still going out. We need Governor Bud and Governor DeSantis to help us out, me and another family with young kids, uh, four or $5,000 wrapped in to take it off on Friday. Uh, they're going to hug the coast and try to, try to beat it south, but the problem's coming back. We're supposed to come back into the Cape Monday, uh, right when the hurricane's supposed to land. I don't think uh, the cruise ship should be going out. But they are, and um, and they're expecting you to be there, or are you going to, what, forfeit the money, right? I don't know what we're going to do. We're not in a situation. I'm a school teacher. I- I'm not yeah. in a situation to throw four grand away. Um, it's Well, what happens, what, what happens when you call a cruise line? What do they tell you? Uh, I just um, tried we're to going. Yeah. We're, we're uh, the cruise. The cruise is on. Um, we're not going to go um, to one island but we'll, we'll try to get you to another island. Uh, just a bunch of blah, blah. Um, you know, the, the, the counties we're coming back into and leaving from are in a state of emergency. I don't. I would think the governor wouldn't want his cruise ships going out of counties that are in states of emergency. Interesting. Yeah, and even if they did go out, I can't imagine that they would try to bring it back to Port Canaveral on Monday. 
Yeah, they ought to give you an extra day or something, it seems to me. Interesting call. You tried to reach Royal Caribbean? Yeah, after I got his call, I thought, you know, Chad's got to be on to something. So I tried to call the corporate offices. And there were very pleasant voices on their recording. And then they just dropped me while I was sitting there waiting. It just clink. That's it. Just gone. So I tried again and went through all the hoops and nothing. So they're not even answering the phones at this point. It does raise an interesting question because we know that they're rerouting. That's the news we've been getting. But this is the first we've heard. You know, get these short cruises, so you're going out ahead of the storm, no problem, reroute and everything. But if you do back on Monday and you've got four or $5,000 tied up in a family cruise, and that's the day the storm's supposed to hit, you can't have that situation. Well, there's no, there's no way they no. can come back on Monday. They're, I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, they're headquartered out of Miami, so, I mean, they have to have an idea what's going on. Well, I'm telling you what, we'll, we'll follow it uh, here on WFLA. We're bringing news all day, top and bottom of the hour, and I'm sure, Alan, you and your team in the newsroom will have information on that if it becomes available. In the meantime, at the bottom of the hour, for folks in particular just joining us here in Operation Stormwatch mode, uh, we've got more on Dorian. The obvious headline, bud, Dorian still heading for Central Florida, and we have some advice concerning generator safety. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.31. Thanks, Heather. What's the deal with Hurricane Dorian, you ask? You're about to get the answer. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Hurricane Dorian continues its march towards central Florida. If you're anywhere in that cone of uncertainty stretching from South Florida all the way up through Georgia and southern South Carolina, you have to be prepared. AccuWeather meteorologist Dan Panowski telling Good Morning Orlando that Dorian is on track to become a massive Category 3 hurricane with maximum winds near 125 miles an hour when it makes landfall. Weather conditions across central Florida are expected to start to deteriorate Sunday into Monday when Dorian comes ashore. As of our last advisory, Dorian was several hundred miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving west-northwest at 13 miles an hour. Currently, top winds are 85 miles an hour. This news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. If you have a generator, now's a good time to test it. Chris Kaiser, CEO of the Outdoor Power Institute, says if your fuel's been sitting in a gas can for more than a month, it might not be usable. If you're in a state like Florida where it's hot and humid, fuel will stale. And so if you've got a lot of gasoline in the can that's longer than 30 days old, put it in the car, pour it in the car. You need fresh fuel. Other advice, don't place your portable generator near a window or air vent because of the potential for carbon monoxide poisoning, and don't use it in wet conditions. Plug your appliances directly into the generator or the extension cord, and don't try to feed generator power into your house wiring. Fuel barges are in motion all around Florida as the state's maritime industry prepares for Hurricane Dorian. We're going to load up the storage facilities in the state to make sure that they're at uh, maximum amount. So uh, when a storm passes, uh, we're going to be at full tanks in order to respond in, uh, in an emergency. Rob Groon with Crowley Maritime says they coordinate their efforts with the state, the fuel industry, and even FEMA in order to maintain adequate supplies. FEMA says it is prepared for what it expects will be a very dangerous storm. Officials at the federal agency are monitoring Hurricane Dorian from Washington as it moves towards Florida's east coast. The Trump administration has been criticized for moving more than $150 million from FEMA to address immigration, but a FEMA official says he does not expect funding to be an issue. Elsewhere... 
The TSA is going to the dark side and banning new Star Wars souvenir Coke bottles from planes. Seems the new Star Wars Coke bottles look like a grenade. The $5 bottles are one of the most collectible items from the Galaxy's Edge Park at Disneyland and will likely be at Galaxy's Edge at Disney World, which opened this morning. Fans asked if removing the cap and packing them separately would help, but the TSA says no. They did, however, post a what-can-I-bring guide showing toy lightsabers are still okay. That's interesting. That's Whoever would have thought about that? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a grenade. I guess. TSA being super careful, and uh, we're glad they are. A Florida man caught on camera mowing his lawn while naked two years ago is fighting to get his job back. Brian Wheeler, who was a teacher at Cypress Elementary in Port Orange, was demoted to a non-teaching position after a neighbor recorded the naked mowing incident and called police. The teacher said he believes his neighbor has personal problems with him. You know, I think if my neighbor was mowing his lawn naked, I might have a few personal problems with him. (laughs) I think I would, too. Wheeler was not convicted of a crime after his exposure and disorderly conduct charges were dropped. A hearing is scheduled for next month, which will determine whether he can return to the classroom. Man, oh, man, you can't pick your neighbors, can you? Uh, (laughs) You can landscape nude. I mean, I do. You do not. Sure, why not? It gets hot out there, man. Oh, come on. But it's in the privacy of my yard on my property. That's why the guy didn't get charged either. I, I think that word picture is an FCC violation, Yaffe. It must be. <laughs> I should have dumped it's, it. It's at least a TMI violation. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just, yeah, okay. <laughs> Finally, at least one football player says soccer star Cor- Carly Lloyd won't make it in the NFL. The three-time World Cup champion is considering an offer to play. She turned heads last week during a practice between the Eagles and Ravens when she kicked a 40-yard and 55-yard field goal. But Los Angeles Chargers wideout Keenan Allen tweeted, and I'm quoting here, Sound sweet till somebody blocked the kick and all of a sudden she on defense. Would be like the stampede scene in the Lion King movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't end well. Alan does say, though, she do got a boot. She do have a boot. She do got a you boot. You know, trash talking is part of the NFL. She's got to get used to that. That's He's right. Starting early. Find yeah. these stories. I, I, I thought male chauvinist pigs were extinct. I guess not. <laughs> Still a few <laughs> not around. on the field, bud. <laughs> Find these stories and more on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and check out our Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Now, it's understandable if the approach of Hurricane Dorian has given you a colossal headache and other physical problems. There's nothing I don't think that Dr. Kronhaus can do about that. But he has great breaking health and medical news that you do not want to miss coming right up. Including a couple of items on, on how you can make a few changes and maybe live quite a lot longer. Sounds good, right? So that's coming up on the house call after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now with the approach of Hurricane Dorian. Uh, Governor DeSantis has declared a state of emergency for this part of Florida, saying that every Florida resident should have seven days of supplies, including food, water, and medicine, and should have a plan in case of disaster. 
Texters are asking, have the tolls been suspended yet? Melissa has checked with Tallahassee. No, they have not been. A decision has not been made. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. Here on Good Morning Orlando, we care about your health and well-being. After all, without you, who would listen to the show? That's why each Thursday at this time, we welcome our own doctor, Ken Kronhaus. Doc, welcome aboard. It's great to have you with us as always. Any advice for anybody here who've got, you know, pre-hurricane anxiety? Is there anything you can do for them? Just keep the stress down. Remember, it's so hard to predict these things, and I think the the arc is so wide just so we're all being warned. Yep, I understand that. Let's talk about what you have in the way of new research right in your wheelhouse as a heart specialist, a cardiologist, uh, and one of the finest anywhere. Um, You know, for a long time, we've been making great progress against heart disease. All of a sudden, an indication that we might be losing the battle. What's going on here? Obesity may be beating the battle against heart disease. This is in the Journal of the American Medical Association this week. But in the United States, total death due to cardiometabolic disease, which includes heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and high blood pressure, have been rising since 2011. We got a decline in death rates up until 2011 by better diagnosis and treatment. Now we need to shift to better prevention. Growing obesity is the likely culprit. The majority of these deaths are all preventable. And this is interesting. You know, a lot of people find themselves in physical pain, maybe on a chronic basis, and it makes all the difference who you are with as to how much pain you might bear, right? I love this story. It's just another reason why you should never go to the doctor alone or the hospital alone. This is out of the Scandinavian Journal of Pain. Research published last year showed that when a person holds hands with their significant other, they become more resilient to painful stimuli. This happens because when we touch someone we love, brain waves synchronize, making painful stimuli less painful. But the news this week, bud, is that just being in the same room as our romantic partner can improve our tolerance to pain, even if we do not hold hands, otherwise touch, or receive any verbal support. Just being around the person we love can help us feel less pain. What a blessing they are in so many ways. I agree. I love that story, Doc. Now, what about this research showing a connection between being optimistic and living longer? Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, not making this up. Individuals with higher optimism tend to live longer and also have greater odds of living 85 years and more. Females and males with the highest levels of optimism live an average 11 to 15% longer than those with the lowest levels of our optimism. You know, there's always another diet plan, a weight loss plan out there. And I know you say it's important to get the extra weight off to be healthy and live longer and be happier. Now the big craze is alternating fasting and feasting. Is this a good thing to do, and does it work? British Medical Journal this week. Increasing physical activity regardless of intensity. Well, let, let, me, just, let, me, let me just start that one again. Um, Low-calorie diets, they work, but can be difficult to follow. But a much simpler approach to losing weight may be to just stop eating every other day. It's called alternate day fasting, or ADF. As the name implies, you starve yourself by fasting one day, and then you feast the next, and then repeat that pattern again and again. In just 
the month-long trial of the alternate day fasting, this ADF diet. Study volunteers lost more than seven pounds. Before you start this and celebrate, a big warning. We do not yet know but if this diet long-term is safe. Diets that simply rely on lower calorie intake may decrease immune system function. All right, that's good to know. And in conclusion, I wonder from a doctor's perspective here, uh, what you think in the wake of this um, judge's order that Johnson and Johnson pay more than a half a billion dollars, uh, you know, for their role in the opioid crisis because they are one of the drug companies that make this. I mean, I'm worried we're going to bankrupt all the drug makers here, but let's talk about it from your perspective, the opioid crisis and where the blame really lies. Well, the bottom line is I hope the money helps those who actually need it, but. An Oklahoma judge this past Monday ordered drug maker Johnson & Johnson to pay the state a whopping $573 million for the company's role in the opioid crisis. Apparently, overmarketing and promoting of opioid drugs has resulted in increased rates of addiction and overdose deaths. Johnson & Johnson apparently trained sales representatives to downplay the risk of opioid addiction, to actually telling doctors that the risk of addiction was 2.6% or less if prescribed by a doctor. And again, I just hope that this money helps those who actually are in need. Great to get a medical expert's uh, perspective on a story we spent a lot of time on earlier this week. Doc, thanks for the house call. We're going into Operation Stormwatch coverage here with an update in just a moment. And I appreciate you being with us, and I hope you'll be safe through the storm. Give my best to everybody at Lake Cardiology. Be well, and everybody, don't overreact mentally. There you go. This headline indicates just uh, what a devastating effect an approaching major hurricane can have on business. Even if Dorian misses Volusia County, they say it's going to be too late to save the tourism sector on a Labor Day weekend. Tourism and official Bob Davis says that guests who booked hotel rooms for the Labor Day weekend in Daytona Beach have been canceling in droves. He says Dorian will have a tremendous negative impact on local businesses. We're sure that's not only in Daytona Beach, but elsewhere as well. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. From News Radio 93.1 WFLA, this is Operation Stormwatch. Uh, Bud Hedinger and Alan Spector right now with Yaffe and Melissa in the control room for folks who were just joining us. Alan, what is the latest we have on Dorian? Well, the headline this morning really is that we're looking at a possible Category 3 or even higher intensity storm when Hurricane Dorian makes landfall. Right now, the track from the National Hurricane Center shows it heading right toward central Florida. And in fact, there's a, a big H right over central Florida uh, as of Tuesday at 2 a.m. So this thing could make landfall, and then but they say it's going to slow down and move across the peninsula right here in central Florida. Uh, and uh, and this is going to be a, a Labor Day event, and then on into Tuesday is the latest thinking on this. R yes, and right now the uh, the storm is uh, several hundred miles east-southeast of the southeastern Bahamas, moving to the west-northwest. Top winds right now, 85 miles an hour. For the ride home, today for sure. Listen to PM Orlando. Yes, we'll have the latest updates on the storm. We'll talk to a legal expert as well on preparing for the storm. And very quickly in prime time, your show. Oh, we're going to have fun. Nine o'clock tonight, the news thing on Connection Show. Good deal for Alan, for Yaffe, for Melissa, the Budman. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America. <laughs> <laughs>